The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yes, sir. Thank you, Big Poppy, for that enthusiastic and deftly censored introduction. It is our city. It is our town. And it's appropriate that I start the show that way, because that's the way I used to start a podcast that we called the Boston Podcast and previously Unbillable Boston. And you might say to yourself, Dave, what the hell are you talking about? Well, this podcast feed, like if you subscribe on iTunes, and I hope you do, um, to the Boston Podcast, actually started back in 2015. You can look back at the archives. And I have one of the founding fathers of the Boston Podcast here with me here today. It's attorney Max Perlman. Max... Can you believe it? All the nostalgia. It's amazing being back. And according to my lawyers, Mm -hmm. half of this is all mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. He might be right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so so Max is an attorney over at Hirsch Roberts Weinstein LLP, where he does employment law and a bunch of stuff that we might not go into so much, but excellent firm. Uh, one of my law school buddies, one of my oldest buddies in the world. We started the Boston Podcast, uh, and first with the unfortunate name Unbillable Boston, which was your idea. It, it was <laughs> brilliant. So bad. It, it, it'll, it'll come back around. It'll be brilliant in 20 years when people are listening to it. We'll spin it back off. Yeah. When the, when this podcast hits a million listeners, which and we're on the brink. Any day now. Any day now, sure. Um, they'll go back to the archives and they'll say, this will be like, you know, Eminem had these like obscure like rap bands he was he was in you know and people go back and dig that stuff up and oh my god it's so good like like Billy Joel was in a band called The Hassles and like if you're a Billy Joel fan you got to get your Hassles album people are gonna go back to Unbillable Boston they oh. should because you know what we had some good stuff we actually did we really did yeah I mean do you remember the first podcast we did was was with uh, Judge David Mills appeals court judge first openly gay appellate court judge in Massachusetts you remember that he he was in tears. It was right. amazing, telling a telling story, incredible. Telling Absolutely. a story of how he loved uh, BC Law School when he attended, but he was never fully embraced there because he was a gay man. I think that was the gist of that it. That was it? Yeah. 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 And, and <laughs> Do you remember when we had J.W. Carney on our podcast? Of course. And he basically talked about going through the, uh, the, the indictment with Whitey yeah. Bulger. Right. And say, oh, yeah, I killed that guy. <laughs> you know, it was uh, insane. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thanks for turning your phone off, oh, yeah. jerk. You. Have you learned nothing in the world of podcasting? <laughs> uh, yeah, Jay Carney. And by the, by the way, you can go back and look in this feed and you can find We've We've reposted that because, Max, when when uh, Whitey passed away, you frantically texted me, repost the Jay Carney interview. Yeah, Jay Carney told us what Whitey had told him and stuff like, um, oh, that was funny when I killed that guy i went up and and my gun jammed so stephen flummy took out his gun and said no no problem whitey bang yeah it was was strangely casual i had thought that i'd heard everything about whitey bulger when i walked in that room and i was i was no pun intended blown away yeah by by what he had to say exactly incredible exactly but listen it's nfl draft time and i thought i'd have max on because max is a sports aficionado and we love talking about this stuff. And what is podcasting, after all, if not 
shooting the breeze about uh, fun stuff that everybody's talking about. But we got a little creative. And what we thought was we want to do a draft, but we can't do the NFL draft because it's a bunch of people from Oklahoma and Alabama that we've never heard of. So I, I do have Mel Kuyper's hair, however. You do. So, yeah. You do. And, and like Mel Kuyper's hair, it never changes from <laughs> year to year. They show those clips of him. From the 80s, right? Yeah. He still looks the same. He's a robot. He might be a robot, Mel Kuyper, right? Could be. Yeah. So what we thought was we'd do a draft, but we'd have fun with it. So then we thought, well, what else can we do? And we thought other sports, we thought hoops. So we've got um, the Celts in the quarterfinals, or what are we in now? The quarterfinals, having beaten the Pacers? Whatever. We're in the round of eight, I guess. And we thought, you know, in playoff time, you need villains, so I'm not even going to mention any by name because they're going to come up in the following segment. We are going to do, ladies and gentlemen, where the hell is my drum roll? Uh, Billy the intern, get over here and give me a drum roll. I'm kidding. We don't have an intern. But I do have a drum roll. This will be the ultimate draft of NBA villains. NBA playoff villains or just NBA, NBA villains? villains? And, you know, you and I, I, I played basketball against you back in the 90s, and you and I were both kind of villains on the court. We right? were. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that. I definitely was. I was an asshole <laughs> I, I, I pattered, as a young man. I pattered my game, and this will probably blow one of my picks, but after a, a, a character named Bill Lambeer. Yeah, Bill Lambeer. So, we'll see where he goes in the draft. He's yeah. he's he's a heavy favorite yeah. to, to go early. Uh, right, so meaning you used your physicality, but also your strategy to mess with the other team, get them pissed off enough so they would be the ones. I overcame a deficiency in athleticism by, by, <laughs> he by certainly did. do anything that was necessary. Could so. Bill Lambert beat you in anything except bas- except low post basketball? Like, could he beat you in ping pong? I mean, maybe, who knows? But he was not what you'd call a physical specimen. Not a great athlete. No, big dumpy guy, slow. Anyway, so here we go with uh, the. Are you ready? So you know what we should discuss just briefly the the rules here. I, I've got I've got the rules. Okay, the rules are there ain't no rules. I knew that was coming. How did Is I? That, that's from I, Greece. I walked right into that. Uh, was so that actually the, no, was the, that crater face to Kanicki yes, at, exactly. at Thunder Road? A hickey from Kanicki. <laughs> hickey um, from Kanicki is like a Hallmark card. Go ahead. So I yeah. think I think the the point is, it will we'll go eight rounds. Let's pick. Eight rounds. Let's pick the eight guys that when you walk into the gym, the other team does not want to see that team coming. Okay. And it, and it, that and that's it. We don't, we don't have to put anything more around it. But I need, well, yes, we do. It's my <laughs> podcast. Although part of it apparently is your podcast. But um, but if Michael Jordan walked in the gym, you would want no part of him just simply because he's so great. No, it's not about great. It's about an intimidation factor. Yeah, I think it, it, it's who, who gets under your skin. So sure. listen, we can each apply our own definition. But the other thing, the only other thing I want to ask you about is loyalties because you grew up a fan. Now, I know you're a fan of uh, Syracuse University. We just covered that. By the way, shout out our friend Pete Gordon is sitting here checking his phone and listening. Pete Gordon, Titan, Titan of Industry. Payment Relationship Management, um, look him up. He's on pod617.com. He, he's so uninterested. He couldn't be less interested in this. Anyway, you guys were Syracuse brother in, brothers in arms. You just you both rooted for the, the Syracuse basketball team. Um, why did I mention that? I forget. Everyone's got their um, loyalties. Yeah. Loyalties, right. So, like, uh, and I grew up with the Celtics. I know you grew up with the, the – you love the Phillies and you love the Dallas Cowboys – and as I sit here, I gotta confess, I'm not sure I know what NBA team you grew up with, or did you really? 
Philadelphia 76ers. You, oh, that's right. I knew that. Die what hard. am I talking about? My, my room was a shrine to that's Julius right. Irving. Moses Malone. Yep. yep. Fall, fall, fall. Yeah. Right? Fall, that's fall, right. Fall. Okay. So, Cheeks and Tony, Ivoroni, Dr. J and Mo. <laughs> uh, my fraternity brother, who went by the uh, moniker Dutter for reasons that aren't very interesting, um, he kept me up to date on all the Sixers chants when we went to Sixers games. He was a Philadelphia guy. Um, Upper Dublin, U, uh, U, UD, and Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. And it was all always like uh, 10, 9, 8, 76ers. <laughs> and it, you, did you know that one? I did not it's know that so one. It's so clever. Maybe he invented but that himself. No, Dave Zinkoff so, was the first great yeah, announcer. announcer. Right. Julia serving. You know what? The, for Yeah, Philadelphia. And, and, and the road outside the spectrum. Yeah, is named after him. Is that right? Dave Zinkoff Way. For a uh, somewhat tortured fan base in Philly, you had your fair share of excellent announcers. Yeah. Of course, Harry Callis. Need to even mention Harry Callis. Michael Jack Schmidt. Here's the stretch by Robinson. The 3-0 pitch. Swing and long drive. There it is. Number 500. The career 500th home run for Michael Jack Schmidt. And the Phillies have regained. Who who played middle infield for the Phillies in the late eighties nineties? No, Double M, Mickey Morandini, <laughs> right? Yep. Harry Callison inherited the role of uh, ESPN, uh, no NFL Films from the late great right. whomever, didn't that's he? Right. Yeah, Harry Callison true. was the second guy. Yep. The first guy was John Facenda. Anyway, we digress. We did. We digress. Okay, here we go. Um, thanks to a coin flip. Prior to the podcast and the fact that I'm making this shit up, Max will go first. And Are you ready? I am, but we have to name our teams. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Okay. Uh, do you have your team name ready? Because I wasn't prepared for this. You do? I do. Okay. You go ahead and I'll follow your lead. The, the name of my team is Cyrus the Virus. Cyrus the Virus. Yes. <laughs> um, I love it. Cyrus the Virus is in the house. And uh, that's because Max's actual first name is Cyrus, and let it and you know stop the presses, everyone. I don't think most people in the legal community don't know that. See Max Perlman. What's that C for? Cyrus the virus. I will be uh, because I can't think of anything else. The dangerous Daves. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, really. It's Come gener on. Generic, but fine. Well, you know, I could have done Yazoo something or other Yaz something, but it's been done. Yeah, it's been done. You just tell me when Cyrus the Virus is on the clock. All right, Cyrus the Virus is on the clock. and Looks like the commissioner is walking up to the podium. He is. Here he comes right now. And uh, I think we're ready for Cyrus the Virus's first pick in the NBA villain draft. Off in, you go. In the first round of the 2019 NBA actually, villain I'm draft. I'm actually nervous. I'm actually nervous. Pete, Cyrus this. the Virus selects. So, uh-huh. Dennis Rodman. Oh. Now. Wow. There should be, I should not have to explain why I took Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman no. was, was an adjutant. He was um, a, a true bad boy yeah. because he was on the bad boys, the Detroit Piston, but he, he, right. he defined the term. But even more so, one of his best friends has nuclear <laughs> weapons. This is, a, this is exactly the guy you this do not was, want to see coming into the arena. Yeah. Max, I was ready to trash you on a lot of your picks, but this is the quintessential number one pick. I mean, he was, he was as 
you got to be good to be a villain first. You got to be good first, and then annoying and horrible second, so to speak. And he was all that. He was the the best rebounder of his generation. I still don't understand having. I mean, you and I we talked about how we were um, lacked in pure athletic ability. So you and I are, are uh, roughly the same size and shape. Uh, insert joke here, I Pair. guess. Right, but but right, and and you so you had to bang. You had to work. Yeah. You had to get position. And he he wasn't a huge guy. He was slender, and yet rebound. I mean, remember when he just rewrote the rebound? Uh, uh, Twenty yeah. rebounds a 20 game. Twenty rebounds yeah, a game. Who who did that? Yeah. And I had a buddy of mine. Actually, I'll I'll, I'll name him uh, Justice uh, Eric Nyman of the Massachusetts Appeals Court. He used to say, "No, it's not that impressive because Lambeer lets him have a lot of the rebounds." I'm like, no, "That's not the way rebounds work. Like you got to work for a rebound, right? You get it's not like yeah. someone else goes here take this rebound." Anyway, and yes, of course, the hair colors. He started out with the Wesley Snipes demolition man, but then went all other different directions. He dated Madonna. Oh, my God. Looks great in a wedding dress. Looks great in a wedding dress. Okay. Um, I'm making a roster here on the whiteboard. With the, uh, the, the leader of North Korea. That's right. That's right. I think I win already. I mean, that's we're done. Yeah, right? you know what? We're done. Thank you uh, for uh, joining us on the Boston Podcast. For all past <laughs> episodes of the Boston Podcast, you can go to pod617.com. If you want your own, just kidding. We're going to keep going with the draft. All right. Uh, I guess, the, see, this is the problem for me is because there isn't a quintessential number two pick that I know of. I'm probably going to go with the predictable one. Uh, I hear the clock ticking in my head. Wait, does everyone else hear that? Yeah. All right. Um, Max, uh, uh, cue me to the stage, please. Or tell, weren't you going to do okay, some sure. official like commissioner type announcement? And say, no, you know what? I'll do it. Fine. You announced yours. I'll announce I did. One. With the, with the first, with the, uh, well, what do I say with the second pick? It's the second pick. With the second pick in the draft, the dangerous Dave select from the Detroit Pistons, Bill Lambeer. Thank you. All right, so I had a couple names kicking around in my head, um, but I, this this was actually a strategic pick, Max. Not because you mentioned him, because you know I had him in my head anyway, but not only was he um, a villain, but he, at his core, the thing he is known for is for being a dick. There is a violent, violent knockdown by Lambert. Oh, my. Completely unnecessary foul by Lambert and he has the audacity to complain about something. <laughs> right. Not just that, he he was completely unsubtle about it. Yep. Th- right. There there was no sneaky shots. He, he would just take you out completely when you went to the, the basket. It would be a, a flagrant in today's in, in today's world. You'd be ejected immediately. Right. Um yeah. He would take you out, he would, but it was the um I remember reading a review of the mostly forgettable film Pacific Heights starring Michael Keaton and Matthew Modine in which Keaton played a tenant in uh, – do you see this movie? No. No? Pacific Heights? Okay. So Modine is a a young man who um, he and his wife, who was someone famous. I don't remember who the actress was. Anyway, point being, they, they're renting out their San Francisco. They live on one of these slanty San Francisco um, roads, and they're, they're renting out the extra space they have. They're barely making ends meet. But if they rent out this room, they're in good shape. Michael Keaton comes in as a, an apparently wealthy guy. Pete, you would identify. 
because because this guy's as, as uh, slimy as you are. Um, and Keaton shows up flashing all kinds of money. Turns out Keaton is is a scam artist, and what he's doing is taking advantage of landlord tenant law. It's actually a pretty good movie about landlord tenant law. And what he does is he drives Matthew D- Modine crazy to the point where Modine beats the crap out of him. Keaton has already called the police before this little incident. The police show up and Keaton is bloodied. And that was a Bill Lambeer move. What he did was drive the guy so crazy that the guy... Do you remember Robert Parrish throwing I mean, haymakers that, on... That first that thing about the movie, that could all be cut out in post-production, right? What What? What, what did I say? That's right. Oh, what, oh. You know what? This is my friggin' podcast. <laughs> and by the way... Um, thank you for listening to the Boston Podcast. Matt, Max, get the hell out of here. Whatever you do, don't look up Max Perlman and his law firm, Hearst Rep. Just kidding. We're going back to the... Uh, this is, that's what you call a callback. It's a running joke. It's a running joke. All right. Should we move on? Sure. Bill Ambeer uh, needs no further uh, detail. No, no. Okay. We move on. We're in the second round now. And Cyrus the Cyrus the virus or the Cyrus virus? Cyrus the virus. Cyrus the virus. Okay. Is on the clock. Go ahead. In the second round. Of the 2019 NBA Villain Draft, Cyrus the Virus selects Jason Williams. Wow. Oh, my God. Now, I am not. This I is... am not talking about the Duke Jason Williams who got in the motorcycle accident. I am also not talking about the Florida Jason Williams who played for the Orlando Magic. The White, white chocolate? White chocolate. Yeah. I am talking about the Jason who... Williams who killed a man at his house <laughs> who happened to be his limo driver. Now, yeah. When I walk into that gym, mm-hmm. I want the opposing team thinking that I've got a guy who can handle the steel. And that <laughs> and that that's that's Jason Williams, J A Y S O N Williams. Oh, Max, is it too soon? A man lies dead. This was a great pick. This was creative. I wouldn't have thought of this one. I don't know what it, the but of course the irony here is on the court he was a good player and off the court prior to the incident which we're about to discuss. He was lovable. He was charming, wasn't he? He was funny. He was like he was like uh, another Barkley almost. Yeah. Like he, he he to this day he pro- had not for been for this uh, unfortunate ignition. He's a big uh, like he had a kid and play haircut. And yeah. yeah, he he yeah. he would have been great on TV. And then one day, do you want to say it or I mean you said it, but 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 he was like at, tell he was us the circumstances. In Jersey and he was right. at, at the pool and he. I don't know the details, but he had a shotgun. And he it was like an antique rifle or something. Oh, I think. Is that what it was? He, yeah, he was showing it off. He ended up going to prison for it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's not like it was a complete, like, completely not his fault. He, I, I think, he may have been inebriated at the time and goofing around with the gun. And it was a guy who was like his limo driver or something. Yeah, limo driver. And shot and killed him. Yes. Oh, you're bringing me down, man. Okay, um, Jason Williams, not a bad pick. By the way, I, I every once in a while when I want to be cheered up. I watch highlights of the the other the the you'll, you'll pardon the the tag, but the white Jason Williams. He's amazing. who they called white chocolate. What a handle! Yeah, what a handle! Creativity, uh, weird behind the back passes, and a great ad for I want to say it was Nike, where what they did was they showed highlights. They played the theme to the Dukes of Hazard, just a good old boy, <laughs> and they showed scenes of the greatest plays of Jason Williams and Randy Moss, who were uh, 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 high school teammates, or did they, oh, yeah. you think? Or, or, or was it uh, Pete's nodding like he knows? Because he didn't go to college. Oh, who didn't go to college? Uh, Moss? Yes. Moss no, you Marshall. sure he did. He went to Marshall. Yeah. Did they both go to Marshall? All right, yeah, so now we're going to no, have that, to look that's this right, up. That's right, that's right. No, because uh, Jason Williams went to Marshall, and then he transferred to Florida. All right. And, I, th- and I think 
that Moss might have gone to Florida and transferred to Marshall. Really? We're looking this up. This is worth looking up. This is what we do on the Boston Podcast. We go where the uh, where the conversation takes us. Just a good old boy. Okay, I'm going to put it up on the screen here, boys. Never mean it no harm. Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. People love listening to research on podcasts. This is research, yeah. So we're watching... Uh, so, th- so we're watching Jason Williams. That's high school, right? Oh, yeah. Wait, did they play together? In high school, I guess, yeah. Maybe, yeah. There goes Moss running. Now he's with the Vikings, and now uh, Williams is with the Kings. That was a whole ad. It was part of the Nike's uh, Just Do It campaign. Should we watch it again? No, it's all right. Anyway, so um, I, that had nothing to do with this draft because it's a different Jason Williams. Unfortunate that when your name is Jason Williams, I think it's one of those things where you got to change. you got to go by Jay or something like that. And maybe if he had, he hadn't have shot his, he wouldn't have shot his limo driver to death. Do you hear me, Jason Williams? I hope you're well. Let's move on. Uh, we're going on to the, uh, my pick of the uh, second round. And with the second pick, I think you're going to like this pick, Max. I think it's the quintessential pick at this point in the draft. I'm going to take um, Metal World Peace. Nay, Meta. nay, uh, nay, nay, I keep saying nay. Nay, nay, Ron Artest, right? Yes. So um, St. John's product. St. John's, and he—he, I've hated him from the beginning because he broke me heart, my heart, uh, while playing for St. John's and beating, I think, some other Big East team in the NCAA tournament when all I needed was that one team to win. And Ron Artest made about twenty plays in a row, and I was listening on the radio. I'm like, all, all I need is for St. John's to lose, and it was like, it was like, it's uh, always all about you, isn't it? It is right. It, yeah, you're getting the point. Thank you, Max. How, uh, how about? I mean, I, I like the pick yeah. because you've got yeah. a guy who's willing to go into the stands and whoop somebody's ass. There if you they go. Have to. That, yeah, you need that. There you go. But it was one of those things where, if, when you looked in his eyes, he was nuts. Yes. Uh, he, that was like a. Uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Not Terrell Owens. Oh, maybe it is Terrell Owens. Yeah, T.O. Yeah, he like he he was he was when you looked in his eyes occasionally, you saw. Insanity, intensity, yeah. insanity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, that was. And by the way, he was awesome. Ron Artest was awesome. I don't, I don't know the whole backstory on the Metal World Peace thing, but he did go into uh, just because uh, a fan threw a, I think a half full um, cup of Diet Pepsi onto his head. He <laughs> bolts into the stands. That was so uncomfortable to watch, wasn't it? Was that it was Malice in the Palace. The Malice in the Palace in Detroit. Yeah, he. It was one of these things where he. You knew he was going to explode. He already had a reputation for this thing, and if you remember, he was sort of he was sort of uncomfortably laying on the scores table as if to say, "I'm not doing anything right now. I'm not doing anything." But there was this brouhaha, like rising up, and this 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 half cup of soda lands on his chest, and he just goes berserk. And then, do you remember the two fans like coming onto the court and like and like squaring up like they were gonna? hit him that might not have been him might have been a teammate but I they think ended- he was up in the stands at the time yeah, yeah. he was he was it's chaos pete uh pete gordon if, if i may wake you up from your slumber th- this reminds me of an incident in boston bruins history where the the bruins went into the stands mike milbury there you go and what did mike milbury do he went into the stands him it, and, yep took yeah. off his skate didn't he no, no you're no, close no. you're warm took off his glove no well i'm sure he took yeah, off his no, gloves like, talk into the microphone please yeah, he went up into the stands. He went over, uh, okay, so over the bench. Yeah. He took he beat a fan with a shoe. 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 And shoe it was whose shoe? It was 
It was the fan's shoe. It was his, <laughs> yeah, his yeah, own yeah. shoe. Yeah, yeah, his shoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has to be one of the most bizarre things that ever happened in sports. And Metal World Peace didn't, as far as I know, grab anybody's shoe, but there he was up in the stands. Something makes you sort of gasp. So can you put Mike Milbury on the list as one of the most intimidating guys on the court? He's a footnote. How's you know, that? Uh, you know, I think that's a good one. It's, next, he, next week will be NHL with uh, Ty Domi. And, and oh, that, yeah. the goons. Yeah. Well, it, that'd, be, that'd be good draft. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm here to tell you about an affliction that affects millions of Americans every year. It's growing and there's no end in sight. I'm talking, of course, about podcast envy. Hi, I'm George. I suffered from podcast envy. Sure, I had a podcast, but it wasn't the biggest deal. It was just insignificant compared to other podcasts. I felt so inadequate. Hi, I'm Buck. I felt myself consistently looking at other podcasts. They seem so massive. My friends and I were finally able to conquer podcast envy when I found the Boston Podcast Network. They gave us a new podcast, a mighty powerful one too. They even gave it a name, Shawshanked. We finally had a podcast, one we could hold up high and be proud of. We were now able to whip out our podcast and expose it publicly. Thousands of people received our podcast on the internet on pod 617. Com. Some enjoy our podcast in bits and spurts. Many prefer to swallow it whole. Either way, don't wait any longer. Please act now. End your own podcast envy. Go to pod617.com and take hold of your own podcast. Find our podcast Shawshank. See if you can handle it. Don't be ashamed of your little podcast. Get a big one at pod617.com. <laughs> By the way, we were doing a draft here moments ago. And Cyrus the Virus, you're on the clock with the third pick. You want me to review your previous picks? Sure. Let's let's go back to Dennis it. Dennis Rodman, Jason. W- Wait, it's my pick. Isn't no, it? no, you just oh, pick, I picked oh, I picked uh, uh, Metal World Peace. Yeah, Meta. it is your your uh, your pick. Okay. With the uh, first pick and in the third, the third round, you got it of the 2019 NBA Villain Draft. Mm-hmm. Cyrus the Virus selects. Kermit Washington. Wow. Kermit the Killer Washington. (laughs) Kermit the Convict. You've got a theme developing here. Although, I guess, did Robin commit any crimes? I don't know. We don't know. Well, Kermit Washington is the man. Oh, yeah. He he finished a fight that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar started Mm -hmm. by dismantling Rudy Tomjanovich's face. And, and almost almost killing him. Almost killing him. Came yep. within a point, I think, eight millimeters of, of killing him. Um, he, he fractured his skull. Yeah. The, the doctor who treated Tom Janovich after the incident said that it was like putting together an eggshell with scotch tape. Oh, God. It gives me the chills thinking about it. So and he came and played for the Celtics. And, and Bob Ryan did a, right? did a piece on him about how he was a good guy. And I guess th- there's a lot of things about him that were, that were compelling. Well, he had a tough upbringing and, and all that, and he, he was a, kind of a quiet, decent guy. And he was, he's known for this one. Sadly, yeah. he's known. He was a good player. And he was known. He's known for this one incident. We're gonna we're gonna look at it here. It was December 9th, nineteen seventy seven. We're gonna watch the footage. Actually, it, this is probably just scary music, so I don't know if uh, we need to watch this, but we'll narrate it for you. So there, there's a fight breaks out, and you can see yeah, it's, it's about it's, midcourt in the forum. Exactly. And, and Tom Janovich comes in actually to play peacemaker. He's like, "Stop fighting, guys!" And Kermit just lines up. Yep. What Boom. a punch! And bang! bang. Oh, and bang! It, it they, looked, they said it. It sounded like a, a melon being hitting, crushed, hitting, yeah. hitting the floor. Yeah. It was it, at first like, uh, oh, it's funny because Tom Janovich gets up like he's going to shake it off. 
um, he was a tough bastard. And thank God he recovered and obviously had an awesome coaching career and everything else. But it's it was something about it was like a perfect angle. Um, Tom Jonovich like kind of flying in, and then oh, you can see Kermit turn to his right, and here comes Rudy, and it's like he doesn't even think. Great punch. Great form. Well, yeah, if you want to kill somebody. Because I remember reading the story afterwards. There was a book written about this, I think, called The Punch, right? And Tom Jonovich was on the trainer's table, and he kept saying, I got to get back out there because there's somebody I I need to kill. Like, he was so furious about what had happened. And they said something like, do you feel, do you taste something salty in your mouth? Wasn't that it? spinal fluid. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God, it gives me the chills just thinking about it. Do you know where Kermit is now? Um, he and Miss Piggy have a nice house on the lake somewhere. No, I don't know. No, it's not right, Dave. <laughs> um, he is in federal prison. Is he really? White collar crime. He stole half a million bucks from a charity. <laughs> so bad. So he's got, I think it's like a seven year prison sentence that he's, he just started oh, serving yikes. recently. So maybe, you know, how they say the jury's out, maybe the jury's in on Kermit. Maybe. You had. We know uh, what we need to know about Kermit at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So good pick, uh. Good pick, Max. Thank you. Oh, where's my sound effect? Yikes. There we go. All right. With the uh, third pick in the draft, the Dangerous Daves select. Oh, boy. You're not going to like this one, Max, but it's a personal favorite. From the Philadelphia 76ers and other parts unknown, Daryl Dawkins. That's right. Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. So, um, It's a good pick. I'm good. Thank you, Pete. I thought you were going to go with a different Sixers center, but that's great. Um, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, Moses Malone was, was famously mocked by Larry Bird and was, uh, hated by us, but Daryl Dawkins had a flair about him that made us hate him particularly more. Um, you know, the naming the dunks, um, although. What, what, what was it called? Oh, shoot. He had some name for the dunks that he used to do. We in backboard swing. If you ain't grooving, you best get moving. The heart stopper, the rub roast, the bun toast, the cake shake, and the baby maker. Notorious for naming his dunks, the self-proclaimed Chocolate Thunder became the NBA's answer to Muhammad Ali. Yeah, chocolate thunder flying, glass flying, rub roasted bun toast, and robozine crying, glass steel flying, babies crying, cats crying, <laughs> chocolate thunder sticking them under. Anyway, good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Oh, you, oh I'm he glad was, you celebrated because it's was a little, on my a little draft on board. Your he was. Okay, good. All right, so even, you, even though you're a Sixers fan. All right, well, let's move on. We'll okay. get back to Daryl Dawkins later. You're on the clock, Max. We're about halfway through the draft. Well, almost. In the fourth round yes. of the 2019 NBA Villains draft, mm-hmm. Cyrus the Virus selects Larry Bird. Oh! Yes. You get the hell out of this studio! Larry, but, oh, you're, b- hey, you're going to go, go Sixers, I'm going to go Celtics. This way it's going to go. Fair. Good. L- Larry Bird, gr- when I was growing up, and I am now a Celtic, I can't say Celtics fan because my, my 12-year-old self would travel through time and kick the shit out of me, but right. I, I, I <laughs> right. appreciate the Celtics. Of course. And I root for the Celtics to some degree, And um, but I will say that Larry Bird was my least favorite human being growing up. Mm-hmm. Could not stand the guy. Mm-hmm. Um a, a, a fact that was perhaps exacerbated by by the notion that he would uh, try to fight my hero, Doctor J. Doctor J. By the way, recently caught the episode of The Office where Doctor J appears and plays uh, pickup, not pickup, plays sort of a casual game of one on one with Jim Halpert. Did you see that? Episode? You see, he still looks like he could play. 
Yeah, he Doctor does. He, he does. He's in shape. He's good. Although only recently learned, known as a huge womanizer. Did you know? Did I you did know, not know that? that. No. Yeah. Well, you I know, don't want to malign your hero. That video but. game, Doctor J versus uh, versus Bird. Yes, I do. I would, actually, I would actually pay the price of admission to see the two of them play right now. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor J and Bird. I got my money on Jay, and 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 uh, I I like Bill Simmons. Think uh, Larry Bird is basketball Jesus, but. Um, uh, yeah. Um, that also reminded me of the forgettable pay-per-view event involving Dr. J. Do you remember what that was? Was that a one-on-one game between yeah. J and Kareem? Exactly. Oh God. Yeah. And you would think you would think I don't know what Vegas odds were. You would think J would win because just quicker get by him and everything, but he couldn't. He he like he could barely get a shot off. Yeah. Kareem just used his height. And it was boring as shit. Like, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't pay seventeen dollars for that thing. You know the crazy thing is people are always talking about who's who's the best basketball player, basketball player of all time, and it's always it's always the Jordan, LeBron, sometimes yep. Bill Russell. Yep. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar could be the best basketball player ever. He you scored could make, the most points. You could make and a if case. If you watch those old uh, the old vi- uh, videos of him playing, yep, just unreal. They're they're, they're he was unstoppable. Does anyone else have a move shot? A distinct, uh, you know, basketball maneuver to match Kareem's sky hook. You couldn't block it. No, he he was deadly with it. I mean, he didn't hit everyone, obviously, but 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 he had a mean streak. Oh, I mean, big he, time! He could be on this list. He could. He be. had a mean streak. You know what? I, eh, we've already talked about him, so I guess I won't put him on my list. I should have. Being a Celtics fan, I should put Kareem on this list. But he was. Uh, and now, strangely, he's one of our great thinkers, apparently. I haven't read any of the stuff here, but he writes and he, he lectures and, and he does all this stuff. He started in one of the best movies of all time. What's that? Airplane. Oh, that's of course. <laughs> How am I forgetting? Co, co-pilot uh, but that Rod, might, Roger Murdoch. That might not have been him, actually. It wasn't. It was it Roger Murdoch. That's right. That's right. I don't know how to explain this to you, son, <laughs> but my name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. Listen, you tried Dragon Lambeer. No, not Lambeer. Lanier and <laughs> Jabbar. What did he say? It was you tried dragging those guys up. And poor little guy in the in the cockpit just wanted to visit and uh, have his dog scraps. Uh, see what a plane was really like. Is it my turn? It is. You took Larry Bird. All right. I think I have a, a pick that I'm happy with, although it's uh, perhaps unconventional. But here we go with the fourth pick in the draft. The dangerous Dave select. <clears throat> From Cleveland, Ohio, from the Cleveland Cavaliers, from the odious Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James oh, is my pick. Yes. Yes. Max, you and I could probably fight about for this for an entire podcast. I like LeBron. Oh, God, I hate I hate his whole fucking act. He is um, he's he's the portrait of, of narcissism. Of, I, I, I just basically won this draft. You pick LeBron. He's LeBron not, he's James. He's not a badass. Yeah, bad, badass. Bad guy. No. Terrible guy. No, not terrible, a terrible person. Guy. Would you want Pete? You have thoughts? Listen, Dave. Yep. You you want to be intimidated by someone on the court just because he can score a few points doesn't make him a bad guy. I in the preach, alley, preach, brother, right, preach. Exactly in the alley, I'd laugh at him on the way by. Pretty boy. Oh, you're like, saying yeah. you're saying you want to be you want to be intimidated by these people. He's this got, is he's like got no rap sheet yeah, whatsoever. He's got nothing. He's like he's a no. But you guys are saying he belong does not belong on the list for different reasons. Pete's saying he's not villainous enough, and Max, you're saying he's just freaking great player that I should respect, and I, I don't. I, I have adopted Pete's 
uh, uh, his perspective. Okay. And, and <laughs> I feel ganged up upon. I'm being bullied. I mean, he's not a punk. It's a he's terrible, like, terrible you know, pick. I'm sorry. You want to be a real punk. You're no, a terrible you want to be a punk. He's like, you know. <laughs> he's narcissistic. It's all sure. about him. His style of play is boring. Yeah, he, which, he, which he, makes him un, unappealing. Style of play is boring. Unappealing. Right. Yes. Yes, when he needs a hoop, he either pulls up for a three or bullies bulls his way to the basket. It's amazing to watch. It's uh, to you maybe. I well, don't know. What do you I mean, per, what do you prefer? Basketball is a team sport. I like passing. I like uh, I'd rather watch he's Magic the, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. He never does it though. Well, I'm, that's not true. He does pass. When he passes, he's he's fine. But what is he known for? Bulling his way to the basket. It's all about him, um, and he's. Ugh, I don't know. And exactly, he's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So Terrible. we don't right. So he's not. Okay. He's not even a. He's right. not a mention. You're both wrong. Let's move on. Take a break. Oh, you want to take through? a break? <laughs> All right. Let's let's take a break on the Boston podcast. While we take a break, I'll do a live read. How's that? Wait. How, you you need like a, a restroom break? You need a bio break? Is that what's going on? No. No. You just want to break in because you think our listeners are bored. That's fine. I'll do I'll do a live read. Um, because that's what we do here on the Boston Podcast. We like to keep you apprised of some other things going on on our network. Let me take a minute to tell you about a podcast you should be listening to. Are You Not Entertained? Featuring Eddie Nathanson of Red Pill Talent. All episodes appear on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Eddie talks to some of the best experts in employer branding across the country. Companies need talent. Ed finds out how to stand out in this crowded field and attract the right people. But he also has a crazy amount of fun blasting you with pop culture from Spider-Man to Seinfeld, from Tom Brady to Bobby Brady, from Terminator 2 to Tupac Shakur. Subscribe, share, and consume this delicious pod. Are you not entertained at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. Max, you're a fan, I'm told, oh, of Are You Not Entertained. What, I, I, go ahead. Ed, yeah. Ed is a singular talent. Isn't he? he he's he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You, yeah, we get a lot of people here at the Boston Podcast Network, and we're happy to produce those that come in and want to learn about podcasting and figure out how to make it work for your business. Eddie just happens to be this fountain of, of energy and facts and passion, and he's funny, and he's he's irreverent and everything in between. So uh, thank you. Uh, should we move on, Max? We're, we're now, so we're halfway through, and it is your pick, and your pick so far, Dennis Rodman, Jason Williams, Kermit Washington, Larry Bird, my picks, Bill Lambeer, uh, Metal World Peace, Daryl Dawkins, and LeBron James. And it is your time. You're on the clock. In the fifth round mm -hmm. of the 2019 NBA Villain Draft, Cyrus the Virus selects bad boy Rick Mahorn. Oh, Rick Mahorn. Yeah. Wow. Very, very scary looking human being. For sure. Yeah, he's the guy that... You don't want to be accidentally bumping into at the club at 1.30 a.m., and then he's got that look in his eye, and you better run. Lambeer would start it. Right. Mahorn would, end. would finish it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big, bald, scary. Um, and, you know, <laughs> is it any wonder that those teams eventually found success, those Pistons teams? like We picked three of the guys. Yeah, already. No. You, you turn around, and, and there's something going down, and you see Rodman, Lambeer, and... Mahorn, and then Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas in the background going, "Yeah, get him, get him, get him." Dumars is kind of yeah. A Dumars, though. right? Exactly. Yeah, you got to find right. the uh, 
the Stan Jonathan, the uh, you know who's the who's the instigator and in instigator. Like, see, you guys are all going after yeah, the big guys. That's right. I want to know who the instigator is of these. Uh, let's get a little creative. I've got yeah. one next round. Next round, okay, I got one for you. Because like yeah. Myers would have been one. He, he would be a top Definitely. ten. All right, yeah. all right. Let's see what happens next. <clears throat> With the fifth pick in the NBA villains draft, the dangerous Dave select from Los Angeles, Kobe Bryant. That's right. That's a good pick. Thank you. That's a good pick. Thank you. By the way, I was I'm I'm not picking here, but I was thinking of the uh you know, uh Rondo. He he you know, he's a He's got a little of that in there. He's yeah. got a little bit for the instigator. Board. Okay, he yeah. He's on my board. For the yep. you know, guards that are instigators, you Pesky. know. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I picked Kobe. I've always hated Kobe. Uh I guess primarily cuz I'm a Celtics fan. And let's he's good, but for me there might be a pattern emerging here, like of these players with singular talent who just somehow make it all about them. Except I have no problem with like Michael Jordan. I, I like him. But Kobe had that sneer that somehow suggested that at his core, he just really wasn't a nice guy. He was a killer basketball player, but not a nice guy. And He's not going to fight you, though. Unless, that's true. Unless you're... You work room service at a hotel in Colorado <laughs> where you might you might lay a hand or two on you. Yeah, yeah. see, that's the whole thing. If and was a woman. Yeah, yeah well, and was we, a woman. Well, it happened to be the case. I'm not so, sure she's a woman. She's so like yes, you, 16. Well, if we look at the entire draft board here and measure it against the roster of, uh, you know, that the uh, certain Department of Corrections might uh, provide or a certain district attorney's office, there are some repeat uh, folks on here. Yeah. Yes. So, and uh, Co- was Kobe eventually exonerated for that uh, little dalliance, or did, did he, he get acquitted? Well, he must have. Been I think because, he got yeah, acquitted, yeah. and then there was he settled a, a, a civilly. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Okay. It's probably, yeah. It's probably on the internet. Somewhere. I hate Kobe. He's just the opposite. To me, he was always the opposite of likable. And again, Michael Jordan beat the Celtics in key games, but um, I can't not like Michael Jordan, even though that gambling problem might have gotten one of his family members murdered let's move on i don't i don't i don't know what i'm talking about don't even listen to me let's move on um in we're up to the sixth, sixth round we're getting to the yeah. nitty-gritty so go ahead max in the sixth round of the 2019 uh, nba villains draft yes cyrus the virus selects probably the only mormon that will be selected wow. tonight danny ainge wow now some people think that danny ainge bit Tree Rollins' finger. I know. Isn't that funny? But that did not happen. It was actually Tree Rollins that bit Danny Ainge's finger. <laughs> Danny even... Ainge just looks more like a guy who would bite somebody's finger. <laughs> That's right. So if you're going to bite somebody's finger, make sure that that guy looks more like a finger biter than you do. That is one of the funniest things about uh, basketball history, kind of maybe any sort of, me- is that people's memories get warped and assume that, that, ro- that uh, first of all, what a bizarre occurrence. If you had to name bizarre occurrence on a basketball court, that would have to be in the top five. Yeah. What is he doing? But like, it was a skirmish. There, people are falling on top of other people. Why? Um, why Tree Rollins thought to to bite and bit it? It's kind of gory. He bit it to the bone, right? Like yeah, that was, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. yeah. But right. I'll t- Ainge, go ahead. Tell Ainge, me more. As, yeah, as a Sixer fan, mm-hmm. Ainge is exactly the guy you hate. Right. He he, he was uh, he, he was in your face all the time. He was an agitator, like Pete was just talking about. Yeah. He's the kind of the guy who totally gets Brad, on, on Brad Marchand. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, and and he'd square up against and he could, you. And he can score. He could hit the three. He yep. hit the three yep. from the corner. Good yep. good player. Great attitude. All right. Now we also have a GM. <laughs> I'm going to be the owner here. He'll be the GM. Wow, he's a damn good GM yep. in my opinion. All right, so we we 
we move on. Here we go. My pick. I'm going uh, just sort of with my gut here, and I'm not even sure if he belongs on this list. But with the sixth pick in the NBA Villains draft, the Dangerous Dave select from Duke University, Christian Leitner. Oh, That's right. all right. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, most of this is due to his time in college, but I was just, I, I, I got to admit, I was inspired when you selected Ainge. Um, you talk about the... It's the a-hole factor. You, it, yeah. You're not just picking right. the greatest athlete. Yeah. You're picking the best a-hole. There's something the about the look on his face. And just to jump back to Ainge for one minute, one, one, one piece of evidence that would, would support you placing him on this list was there was a game late in the season, and I don't remember what season it was, but it, suffice it to say Ainge and Bird were teammates. And they were both, they were one and two in free throw percentage at the close of this regular season. And in the final game of the season, Ainge must have trailed like by percentage points and was running around like crazy trying to get fouled in the last game. You can look this up. This actually <laughs> happened. And so Ainge, the little weasel, he wanted to like uh, screw Larry out of the free throw. I think he eventually did not get there. But so, yeah, I picked Christian Leitner. Um, like anyone, I, I remember that Duke game against Kentucky fondly when he hit the shot 10 for 10 from the floor, 10 from 10 from the line. You had to admire that. But it, there was something about him that you just never really wanted to root for the guy. Smarmy, smug, the freaking hair, and um, the fact that he probably didn't belong on that Olympic team when, uh, if, um, if I'm not mistaken, they left Shaquille home and let Christian Leitner play on the dream team. You remember that? I remember yeah. the I didn't, yeah. yeah I didn't remember that Jaquille was left off it. He's, he was I, not. I'm pretty sure because they were the same year. If memory serves, it was um, Shaq, Alonzo, Morning, and Leitner went one to talk about a great draft, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna look up uh, Dream Team Olympic. What year was that? 1980. Blah blah blah. Um, anybody it, know? Yeah, because Shashevsky and yeah. uh, and Beheim were the coaches. I think. Uh, good memory, Pete. Uh, 1984, U.S. men's uh, basketball team. Um, nope, this is the wrong one. This is it was not 1984. Uh, it must have been uh, 80, 80. No, come on, 1992. That was it. Yeah, Chris right? Mullen, Bird. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Isaiah Magic. Thomas, um, Carl Malone, and uh, I'm not going to say I'm a genius, but I am. According to Wikipedia, Leitner makes the team over O'Neill. The selection of Leitner to the Olympic team over Shaquille O'Neal has increasingly become a source of controversy because of O'Neill's later accomplishments in the NBA. The committee also considered Harold Miner, Jimmy Jackson, and Alonzo Mourning. And uh, if you're wondering, just for kicks and giggles. There are 12 people in the roster. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm now counting on a podcast. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. Do you think you could name all 12? Do you want to try? No. No. Okay. Let's move who, on. Who are the coaches? Uh, thank you, Pete. Coaches. Um, Wikipedia is uh, letting me down here. Yeah. Um, the coaches were... Actually, Chuck Daly was the coach. Sorry, mm-hmm. Pete. Oh, wait. Uh, wait, wait. Assisted by Lenny Wilkins, PJ Carlissimo, and Mike Krzyzewski. So you had one. No, Beheim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beheim wasn't later. there. He might have been on, you know, I mean, maybe he was 88 or 96 or now, whatever the hell. So later. So here's why I think that's a crappy pick. Uh, and and I'm, I'm playing to the judge here because Pete, go Pete's going to tell go us ahead. who. who Leitner was not an a-hole in the pros any more than anybody else was. He, he, was, a, he was an a-hole at Duke. Yep. 
But there's there are a lot of people who were a holes at Duke. You, know, uh, you got Reddick. Actually, Grayson Allen was the biggest ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Listen, it, is this the basketball list of villains or is it the NBA list of have villains? Have you been listening? Oh wait, you li- it, yeah. listening to your own podcast? Yeah, you're right. It's the NBA. NBA list of villains. Yeah, so damn it, Pete. Just just make a note of that, okay? Oh, for noted. Christ's sakes. Duly noted. All right, Good. let's move on. Good. We're up to the penultimate round, seventh round. In the seventh round of the 2019 NBA Villains Draft, mm-hmm. Cyrus the Virus selects Paul Mokeski. What? what? Oh, my God. Yes. I'm shocked. Seven-footer I'm shocked. out of Kansas. You're picking him because of how ugly he was, I take it. He was not a good-looking man. And he, <laughs> That's his, why his hairline him? left something to be desired. But he and Charles Barkley, who's one of my favorites of all time, right. mixed it up. Constantly, I just remember some. He did okay. Some uh, playoff series back in the day where the two of them got got at it. So little little hats off to Auburn this year. Just a yes. little little hats Chuck, off to Chuck Barkley's yep. alma mater. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So Mokeski, I, I I also I just kind of wanted to say Paul Mokeski. I don't blame you. Yeah. There aren't a whole lot of podcasts that cover Paul Mokeski. I, I have a question. What do you do during the day? Because these are really <laughs> deep. These are like these are we deep. Love, like, do you I have know, like PD, a yeah. time? This I woke like, up at four thirty this yeah. morning to research. This is deep. This is deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mokeski had this look like. I wonder where he was from because he looks. He looks like he could have sat alongside George Went. <laughs> and Chris Farley in the uh, the Bears skit, doesn't he? He's yeah, got, he's definitely. Got, he's got. Uh, he's a. He's well. I I looked him up today. Right. And there's a website, a Polish website that that outs oh. him as as a prominent Polish American. My goodness. So, but like yeah. I said, do you work during the day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you got to know. Not, not on podcast days. Podcast know. days, draft day, draft day is a special day. Pete. If you day. that's right, it's a special day. And if you're a, if you're a longtime NBA fan, you got to know you're like Chuck McKeskey. I mean Paul McKeskey from your Chuck Nevitt is what I was going to say. Uh, where does it say he grew up here? I'm looking. He's he's he was a college basketball player. Uh, Kresge Camella High School. Who the hell knows where that is? California. California. Wow. Mm. Okay. Go go. Uh, Paul McKeskey. Maybe he's surfing right now as we speak. Probably not. Okay, here we go with the final pick of round seven. And with that pick, the Dangerous Daves select from the Philadelphia 76ers, Andrew Toney. That's right. Known Celtic killer. And just, uh, you know, there was nothing detestable about him as a human being. This is purely a personal pick. Um, he shot, he shot long range jumpers. Was that, you think that was before or after the days of three point? Oh, he would be way up there. There's no line out there. He was just out there for whatever reason. Right. I remember this. And just chucking up ungodly, kind of just like, like Damian Lillard did the other night with that absurd 37 footer. Tony, uh, Mo Cheeks would dish it to him. He would shoot him wherever he was. To my memory. And it's kind of like, that's the only, it was a good, I'm sure he's a good player all around, but he was just like this like uh, assassin like there for a particular purpose to kill you at the worst possible moment and so that's my pick like i said personal pick andrew tony can can we go back to the auburn shout out because i have uh two two things so two greats greats grew up in sharon bruce pearl sorry bruce pearl, and, da- pearl. and david yaz oh stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i led my uh milton academy basketball team to a six and 12 record bruce as pearl. coke yeah how about bruce pearl pete 
I, you know what? I, I tried to get him. I, well, I didn't try to get him on this podcast. I tried to get sh- some Sharonites on here who had memories of Bruce Pearl, graduated from Sharon High in the 80s at some point, and uh, nobody took me up on the offer. I don't know if he made an impression at Sharon High. Like, I don't know. Did he play? Do we know? It, no, he played, but he did was he? older than us. He's oh, like, yeah, I uh, know that. Yeah, he probably graduated at 81 yeah, so or 82 or something. Like and then, you know, he went on to uh, BC. He walked on to BC, and he... Uh, he rode the bench at BC. He was one of the. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable coach. Mm-hmm. And got robbed in that final game. That stupid mm-hmm. touch foul. That was yep. crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. All right. I'm excited, Max. You've got one pick left to shape your team, as do oh, I. You're, you're, you're here like it comes. In the final round of the 2019 NBA Villains Draft, here we go. Cyrus the Virus selects D'Angelo Russell of the New, of the New York Nets. I am not embarrassed to say I have no idea who the fuck this is. Sorry. He is a guard. He's a good <laughs> okay. player. Right. And he ruined Swaggy P's marriage to Iggy Azalea <laughs> by right? snitching on him for cheating on his wife while they're on the road. Oh, my now, God. Th- this is why I picked this guy. I want my guys Damn. in their hotel rooms asleep yeah. early. Right. I don't want them out partying, carousing, and you know, being with, with, uh, with, with women on the road. Right. D'Angelo Russell ensures that they're not going to do that because he will tell anything he sees. Mm-hmm. Now, you know the story, right? I don't. I don't. So Swaggy I'm P. Look it up. This was, is like way, like this is like modern times. You got to yes. watch TMZ. We are, we are we not have, like. We have very few current players on yeah, this list. We are not like hip. So when they were playing for the, Laker, for the Lakers, right. Swaggy P, also known as uh, mm-hmm. Nick Young. Nick, oh, Nick Young, Young, Swaggy okay. P, was dating or married to. Iggy Azalea, a, a rapper, performer. Sure. And allegedly, Mr. Young uh, right. stepped out on his wife one night. Ooh. And and then uh, D'Angelo, Mr. Russell, right, um, let people know this, including Iggy. Oh, right. Which cost Swaggy, Nick Young, his relationship with Iggy Azalea. Wow. So, wow. That's a... That's a bad boy right That's there. That's a bad boy right That's a there. Bad, bad yeah, boy. creative. He's on the list for a different reason. Yes, he is for uh, busting up a relationship. But it's, it's about chemistry. That's what it you got to do. You're, you're not just drafting guys. You're, you're drafting a team, Dave. It's Which funny. Apparently, anybody who drafts LeBron and Kobe in the same team does not give a crap about chemistry. Well, you didn't. You just made your final pick, so I know you're not going to pick Kevin Garnett. I never would because I love him. But didn't he famously uh, tell someone that their wife's um, Genitals taste like uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. This is a, like an urban myth, but I don't think it's an urban myth. I think it was one I of... I who that was. Garnett was a famous, famously foul-mouthed uh, trash talker. Yes. Um, it's funny how you find out about some of these things behind the scenes, and, and like I assume this one is legit. Um, do you remember Doug Christie having a, a reputation for being the most um, kept man in the NBA, the most, uh, as the kids would say, whipped? Um, uh, I can tell by your face, no. Okay. Um, but I remember AC Green being the most celibate. The most virgin, the biggest virgin. Um, yeah, so you look at that headline, Max. The, would you look, the first thing that oh, came God, up okay. was his right. wife, Jackie Christie, says she weighs his nether regions just to see if if he's been cheating. And this is on Deadspin. <laughs> that, that, that's that's <laughs> insanity. I've so, never heard that before. So our our mutual friend. Why, 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 why did I bring him up? Do not take that scale out. What, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just want to make sure. I want to see, see if I put on any weight. But he, um, yeah, he's fam- Jackie Christie apparently is a famously possessive wife. I don't know if they're still married. That's this story is from back in uh, well, two 16? years, uh, three years ago, twenty sixteen. Yeah. But um, the reason I bring it up is because um, our mutual friend Tom Reynolds, who I went to pen with, I know Tom. Tom um, is kind of a New York guy and kind of uh, floats in and out of the entertainment industry. But he was at the, I want to say the SB Awards. It were some awards where there were a lot. It must have been the SB Awards, and there was a rap. There was a group, and I and I'm gonna flail on this story, but it was a uh, it was a. Uh, a girl group and think think uh, TLC, but whoever the modern version of TLC is. So we're talking um, attractive African American singers. And for a goof, as they're singing, they brought up on stage Magic Johnson and a couple other um, celebrities, and they did basically like a lap dance. To and and Magic was just kind of laughing, and um, it was the actor who's now on Empire, the main dude on Empire. Does anybody know his name? We should know this. Jesse Smollett. No, not <laughs> <laughs> of course you know Jesse Smollett. No, oh good lord, people, you know who I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. He was up on stage too. Point being, my friend Tom happens to be sitting behind Doug Christie and his wife during this <laughs> performance, and he's texting me. He's like, Doug Christie's here, and so. I texted him. I said, "So what did he do during that sort of, you know, alluring performance with those women?" And he texted me back. He didn't move one inch. He was sitting <laughs> there, like pretending not to be interested. He prayed. Uh, but we, but we digress. This is it, I guess, kids. This is the uh, fi- my final pick. I hope they have a good editor for this whole thing. Cause <laughs> yeah. What was the name of the guy you picked down. with the last one? I forget. I Say his name D'Angelo again. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Um, all right. My pick's going to be anticlimactic, I think, but it'll be a good throwback for fans of the Boston Celtics. With the final, pardon me, the eighth and final pick in the NBA villain draft, the Dangerous Dave select from the Indiana Pacers, Chuck Person. That's right. Chuck Person. They called him the Rifleman, and he had a swagger, and he he never really took us down, but he made life very difficult for us in some of those Celtics teams in the 80s. And he was tough. He was thick. Yeah. yeah, and he could hit those outside shots and yeah. pound his chest. And uh, so I, I sort of was, I think, secretly jealous that he wasn't on our team. But he was. Um, he was. We they the sport local sportscasters used to say we're facing the Pacers. Chucky's back. Chucky's back. And uh, great nickname too, the Rifleman. Um, so there we go. So. With the um, the rosters are as follows. So Pete gets to decide. Pete gets to decide. He gets to decide whether I won or completely dominated. Right. So shall I uh, read off the rosters, Max? Because yeah, you, you, you probably can't read. Can my we have writing. a drum roll? Do we have any background there? Yeah. What would you like? Anything you like? You want a drum, drum roll? roll? Okay. Drum All right. Here we go. The Cyrus the Virus Squad. It's an awful long drum roll there. Dennis Rodman. Jason Williams. The, ki- the Killer Williams. The Jason the not, Killer. Not, not the good ones. Right. The Nets, uh, Jason Williams. Kermit Washington. Kermit the Killer. Would-be killer. Basketball Jesus Larry Bird. Uh, the irascible Rick Mahorn. The annoying to some Danny Ainge. The uh, quintessentially ugly Paul McKeskey. And the uh, TMZ regular D'Angelo, Ru- D'Angelo snitch. Russell. The snitch. The snitch. Yeah. You know what happens to snitches. They get stitches. They get stitches, that's they right. Get stitches. And uh, the Dangerous Days feature Bill Lambeer, 
Metal World Peace, Daryl Dawkins, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Christian Leitner. Oh, listen, listen to this th- this gang, this 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 rogues gallery of NBA players. Pete, I hope you're getting all this. Like I said, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Christian Leitner, Andrew Tony, and rounding it out, Chuck Person, the Rifleman. Pete, you have all the evidence. Have you reached a decision? Dave, unfortunately, this is a very easy one. Yep. Easy one, because uh, you know having um, having Christian Leitner on your is just a, a non-starter, and then followed up by um, Kobe Bryant. Those are you know you're down twenty percent right there. Good lord! So just um, get it over with. I think and, Cyrus and then, the virus won this. And then uh, having two Celtics, um, Larry Bird, is uh, it's yep. like I, I think uh, that's a, that's a key pick. Um, bad boy, one of the best in the league could ever. So you're saying Max wins? Max wins, hands down. Undefeated! Congratulations. Very happy. Uh, that means you buy dinner. I don't know what to say except that you're wrong. What do you mean I buy dinner? Did, did, what Was was that... Uh, you thin, buy another dinner. <laughs> the thin crust pizza that's sitting there that I paid $14.17 <laughs> for? That's all you get. Don't like mushrooms? Congra- <laughs> Congratulations. Um, you know what? I can be uh, gracious in defeat. I do like your squad. Um... This would be fun. This would be a fun like video game. Like, are you listening uh, NBA 2K or whatever they are? Mm-hmm. Like, like the big, the the biggest bad boys. And then the the game would be. They've probably already done this, right? But the game would be designed that there would be skirmishes. Like in every quarter, there'd be something. Like there'd back be, in the seventies. Yeah, that's yeah. right. When men were men, man, and when they actually called traveling in NBA games, <laughs> call traveling. <laughs> You're not allowed three steps. <sighs> I can't watch a game anymore. It's like, don't bother dribbling. That's not important to the game of basketball. No, just take the pass and run four friggin' steps and then lay it in. I'll take what do old guys say for 500, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't stand it. That doesn't upset you? A little? James Harden stuff is a little bit extreme. Yeah, and the James Harden stuff is like... Yeah, and James Harden, they could they could hire the average uh, fifth grade youth coach to coach the Rockets because the strategy is give it to the guy who's the best and let him dribble until he gets to the basket and then shoots. Anyway, um, I hope you've enjoyed this um, jam-packed, rollicking, somewhat obscure, somewhat random edition of the Boston Podcast, but we also hope that you think it was fun. Many thanks to Pete Gordon, his company, I've already forgotten, Pete. Remind me what your company's name is. Payment Management uh, Solutions. Is that it? No, that's not it. Payment Relation Management, PRM. You can find them at prm.org. No. Pete, I'm trying to plug your company here. Is that it? Yes. All right, we'll get back. Are you going to get on the microphone and actually tell us? Payment Relationship Management, PRM.com. PRM.com. PRMPayments.com. PRMPayments.com. All right. Thank you, Pete. Sorry that was uh, torturous to get to. Max Perlman, of course, over at the wonderful boutique law firm of Hirsch, Roberts, Weinstein, LLP. Find him online. Just You know what? Just Google it, people. Do I have to do all the work for you? Call traveling! You can't take four steps! Paul McKeskey, everyone. Paul McK- <laughs> I must look uglier than Paul McKeskey as I go on these rants. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'm not sure why. But if you did, please share it with a friend or a colleague. You can find all past episodes at pod617.com. Get your own podcast. Hit the Contact Us button at at pod617.com. You could be producing your own podcast right here in our Westwood studios. And for Max Perlman, for Peter Gordon, 
I'm Dave Yaz. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, then... You must be the other guy. I'm